You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. The car feature. It's all about cars. 11 and the WhatsApp line 0727021702. Send us an SMS 31702-1702 or find us on Twitter at M. Electrical vehicles. Now, we are going to be joined in a little bit by the MD of Grid Cars, Winston Yodan, who will chat to us about some of the interesting things that they do with their company. But... Kabazela, you and the Jaguar and the IPs. <laughs> I felt like a, a proper manier driving this car. Sure. Why a manier? It's just, it's so different. I mean, if you think about it when somebody says to you, you're driving an electric car, what's like the first thing that comes to mind? Prius. Prius, right? You, but get hybrid. Hybrid, yeah. So Prius was a hybrid car yes. which had a, a, an engine and an electric motor and it got charged by the by the uh, the combustion engine. Yes. So I always had this perception that, oh, electric vehicles, how boring. Yes. And when they gave me this, uh, this Jaguar, and I must say, I wasn't paid to drive the car. I wasn't paid to review this car. I just got to drive it for, for the week and I said, I'll talk That about is it, the Ronnie. payment. You getting to drive it is the payment. That was the payment, <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I must say it was absolutely unbelievable. It's the Jaguar I-Pace, the HSE EV400. Now it's got a 90 kilowatt per hour battery, mm-hmm. um, which equi- is equivalent to 16,000 iPhone batteries that power this. this I was car. going to say you need to tell us in know, real life. Terms, in right? real life, okay, sixteen thousand <laughs> iPhone batteries. Sixteen thousand okay. iPhone batteries that power this vehicle, and it's an SUV, so it's a big car. It's 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 a it's a heavy car as well, mm. but it is blitz. It is so fast. Mm. I mean, you put your foot down, and it is almost like in, it's instant power. So you almost feel yourself getting pushed back into the, the seat. Yes. It's got beautiful bucket seats, I must say. And it just goes. And it is quiet. So, so quiet. I mean, you normal, a, a normal, a car that hits those kind of speeds. I mean, it's not to a hundred in 4.8 seconds. That's now, quite that's quick. quick eh? And I didn't expect that. And I have to be honest. I think I'm more of an old school traditionalist when it comes to cars and driving. Yeah. My engine is diesel. I like to hear the, oh, that you know we are here yeah. and then it is manual because it's i i, I feel weird driving autumn like we need to move i need to you know do the rev myself <laughs> so did you not have those irritations no, would, would someone like me be frustrated i didn't miss it one bit it was the most fun i've ever had in a car that's how that's how fun this car is so when i say it's quiet it's it's proper quiet there's no exhaust there's no mission. There's no. Wah, 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 what car are you driving things. that makes that sound? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not a diesel. <laughs> yeah. But if you miss that, because I mean, some guys just love the sound uh, of yes. cars, right? I mean, you just said now you love the sound of cars. There's a little function on this car that you can push. And it'll give you that through the speakers. A manipulated yes. car sound because it doesn't have a sound. Okay. Yes. Okay. So really, really cool. And then it's got a, the most unbelievable panoramic view uh, sunroof yes. from the from the front all the way to the back. And then what also blew my mind, I think it's on some of the, ja- the, the Land Rover cars, is your rear view mirror. So because the back of the car is so sort of squished, you can't really see out, they've put a camera on the back. And on the rear view mirror is, is basically a 
camera that you're watching. It's a video screen. Oh, your, so that took some, you know, getting used is, to. Is it the ones to. that are half um, the video footage and half mirror for if you still want to use both, so or you, you can, forced? You can switch something that'll give you mirror, but I was I tried both, and I actually ended up preferring the camera. And I mean, you can see so much detail of the person behind you My that's goodness. in their cards. It's yes. unbelievable. Really, really cool. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun car to drive. It's obviously economical in terms of uh, running. So, your car, I don't know how much it would cost to, to fill up with the diesel. Um, About a thousand rand. thousand Depending rand. where we are in life, you know. Yeah. And that'll give you quite a big range, I imagine, in terms of kilometers. You yes. could drive for maybe 800 kilometers. Uh, around there, maybe, maybe 650, 660. Yeah. So these are some of the big questions that people are asking me wh- when I drove this car. It's like, how far can you drive? What are the charging You mm. know, hours like, et cetera, et cetera. So full charge on that battery is going to get you 470 kilometers. In that's not of, bad in terms of driving yeah okay that's not bad and the way this car works is quite interesting so there's something called a regen uh, motor well like a regen function okay so as soon as you take your foot off the accelerator or apply the brakes it starts to recharge the batteries and gives some energy back into the into the to the to the battery which is quite fascinating and you don't even really have to use your brake you just take your foot off the accelerator and it it it's almost breaks for you yes which also takes some some getting used to but you can turn that off if you don't really like it but i preferred it, it was quite cool um and then the cost right so i was going to tell you the cost so um to charge it full uh would cost you around about 200 rand that is a lot less than the 1,000 rand uh, that I'm spending on my car. Yeah. So 200 rand to charge up. And did you have to drive to the dealership to charge up or do they give no. you a whole thing? So, so the, the car comes with the, their own charges. So the 200 bucks is charging at home. So I go and put my, my, park, I pull into the garage. I charge it myself at home and that's going to cost me about 200, 200 bucks charging at home. Please explain how this charging thing works though, because I'm literally imagining a three pin plug. Yeah, as just, simple as that. That's it. Yeah. Plug, uh, you plug it into the car, you plug it into the, to the power, you know, normal plug at home and it charges. Okay. Then if you, if you're driving in the, in, along the roads and you might be, you know, coming a little bit low in terms of battery, you can pull into one of these grid car stations, which yes. they are the biggest, you know, uh, I think owner of the infrastructure around the country. And you can do a, in inverted commas, fast charge which will take about 20 minutes and that'll give you an extra 100 kilometers uh, range on on the car. So that's in case you're really, you know, stuck in in an emergency. But um, fascinating. I mean, you know, I, for example, I had... um, I had on the day, it was a Sunday, and we decided to take a drive out to Hardebeersport Dam. Mm. And we had about 99 kilometers in terms of range on the clock. And, uh, uh, you know, in terms of on the battery and I'd driven all the way to, to Hearties and I did give it a bit. I did send it a bit, you know, yes. you've got to do this when you test driving cars, apparently. Um, and then by the time I'd made it back that, that like sort of later that evening, I was left with uh, 10% battery life on you the. You were pushing it awfully I close. It, yeah. Becoming those people who are like, I know my car. <laughs> 
When you're on empty, yes, I know exactly. my car. Yeah, I know my car. I know how far <laughs> I can go. Um, which, yeah, so I mean, left for 10%, which I think was, uh, you know, I can't remember the range in terms of what the kilometers were left, but a really, really cool car to, to, to drive. And some interesting things to point out. The UK has announced by 2030 that all petrol and diesel engines will be prohibited. So they won't be able to sell any more of oh. those kind of cars. South Africa, it's going to be a very, very different scenario. We are far, far behind. Far. behind. I mean, behind. can we talk about the, the load shedding problem and how, you know, if before you went out and you needed to drive a little bit further, yes. you couldn't charge. So you, you were going can. to look. F- so what were you going to so, do? So load shedding is not even a factor. What? You've got to take that, that mentality out of your, your brain because most of the charging stations, the, the ones along the roads, have got generator backups. So there's no worry that you're going to be without. The irony that the charging stations are using petrol <laughs> generator backups okay. to charge electricity. But that's in case because, I mean, imagine there's a major power failure yes. or something. Yes. So you, you're perfectly fine. There's no, there's no issues there. Import duties, crazy this. Um, to import a, a normal car, a normal engine car, there's, there's a 18% uh, levy. Mm. With electric cars, the government here, there's a 25% levy on EV cars, where the rest of the world are incentivized. The government will pay you to buy yes. this car. So it's really, really strange. But we're a little bit behind when it comes to what we think about our environment and all of that. We are, things. and I mean, our yeah. social issues, etc., etc. But then let's get down to the final uh, review. Would I buy the car? Absolutely. I would buy it tomorrow. Do I have the cash? No. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. I'm just a producer. But it costs, the base level for that car is about two bar, just over to 2.1. You then, really got paid to drive that car. You're driving a two-bar car. Yeah, but then I had to give it back, eh? It like, must have heard. And then, <laughs> and then get in my normal car and I used to pull up from the robots and I used to like see everybody in my dust. Now it's like they leave me in their dust. And the but, nice thing is the car is quite attractive looking. It's, it's an attractive beautiful. car. It's really, really beautiful. It's not an eye-turner, so it's not like you're going to, you know, turn around and say, wow, that's the most unbelievable car I've ever seen in terms of looks-wise. But it is a car that people will look at and say, wow, what's that? That's interesting. And then when you pull out those fancy cables to, to charge your car, yeah, then, then the conversation starts. Tell me what's going on here. What's this yes, about? Et cetera, yes, et So, yeah, it's a thumbs up from Cabazela. Cabazela, thank you so much for reviewing the Jaguar I-Pace. 702. The Car Feature. We're now going to be joined on the line by Winston Yodan, MD of Grid Cars. Winston, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Wonderful to be here. So chat to us about exactly what Grid Cars does. I mean, we've already jumped into a review of an electric vehicle, and I think it ties in quite nicely with what you and your company do. Yeah. Um, so basically, grid cars is the, the main thing we do is we invest into the actual infrastructure. So we're building the charges along the major highways. So if you look in South Africa, the M1, the M2, the M3, the M4, and many other M's and R's have got charges all along those routes. So you could drive all the way to Cape Town now, all the way down to Durban, and you have no issue at all in terms of getting a charging station along the way. Um, the other thing is we do also manage charging infrastructure. So we help people who want to develop their own charging networks. We help them to get it deployed, get it managed, 
and drive that. So we're working very closely with, with a lot of companies that are looking to grow various networks around the country. Okay, so in essence, I mean, you are the charging station or what we would probably known as the gas station. But if now I want to see where you are, how do I find that grid and how uh, you're, you've spoken about some of you're available on some of the major routes, but what if I'm trying to go uh, to Limpopo or maybe using smaller roads to go somewhere? Uh, how can I find out where your charging stations are? So there are various apps in the market that will give you that information. Um, in, in fact, shortly you'll be able to see it on one of the popular platforms like Google. But right now as well, we've got an app. You can take the app. It will give you a map that shows you where the charging stations are. And you can basically use that to then navigate from charger to charger. Um, that said, the objective is to really make them you know, um, at prominent um, stops anyway. So most people would know that guys who drive... You'll drive once down to Cape Town and you'll know where the stops are going to be, which are the main charging stations and where to stop for them. And there's also alternatives. You don't have to stop at every charging station. You know, if you take highways like the M2, um, the charges on that route are sometimes less than 100 kilometers apart. So with a car that can be 400 kilometers, you're easily able to say, well, I'm going to skip these two and stop at the next one because that's got a better lunch stop or even though that's where we want to go. So so the idea is that you'll get more and more choice as time goes on because the, the, the systems will just be everywhere. And I mean, are these stations geared up like a place where you can rest and freshen up and go to the bathroom or is it still just for charging? Um, no, definitely geared up for everything. Um, the majority of the charging stations are actually at filling stations, especially on the highways. So on the highway ones, there will be your typical fuel stops anyway, which would just have a charging station there as well. Um, also, most of the major cities, it will just be your bigger malls. So the big shopping centers would typically have charges in. Um, in the smaller towns, you are going to find the odd one where they're not necessarily at a, a particular, let's say, um, shopping center. But they'll always be near to places where you've got services and tourist attractions and things that you want to go and do in that area anyway. That's, that's the strategy. Um, and I understand, you know, just in terms of finding the charging stations, a vehicle like the Jaguar I-Pace, the GPS tells you where the nearest charging stations are. Absolutely. So all the vehicles um, have got some sort of mapping system in, and those mapping systems are then preloaded with all the charging stations, well, real time. So you can then use the vehicle to then direct you. What's very handy with that often is if you're driving between two charging stations on your own plan, and the vehicle sees that you should probably stop and charge, it'll actually route you to another charging station along the route. Mm. And say, this is a good place to go and stop and charge now. Um, but I think the, the one thing about electric vehicles is that people often talk about what they call range anxiety. So then you're really worried that you're going to run out of energy. But in actual fact, most EV drivers don't experience range anxiety at all. And the reason is the vehicles are very communicative. They, they can really communicate to you what's going on. So you always know how far you've got. And if you see you're short of range, you could just slow down, drive a little bit slower, and you immediately see the impact on, oh, now you can make it. You can reach the destination because you're driving a little bit slower. So it really makes a difference to just monitor and look what's going on. Let's quickly take a call from Mark in Centurion. Hi, Mark. Yeah, hi. A quick question. Okay, I would like to know how many charging stations are there, but, and the reason why I'm asking is, I mean, imagine it's December holidays or you go down to Cape Town, you've got thousands of vehicles per hour. They all want to stop at uh, the major stopping stations like Harrisonsmith or Ladysmith and so on. 
And now you've got 50 or 100 cars trying to fill up on the charging station. And if it takes half an hour uh, for each car to get a bit of charge in there so you can get to the next one, I mean, you're going to be stuck there for hours until you actually get a turn. How are you going to get around those bottlenecks? And the second thing is, how are you going to get the infrastructure? Because, I mean, to draw that kind of current to a particular point where you charge cars, how are you going to beef up the infrastructure uh, capable of handling uh, you know, the ampeers that are required for something like that? All right, Mark, thank you so much for those questions. Winston? Yeah, thanks, Mark. Um, two very, very interesting points, and both very, very valid points. So the first thing, uh, to address your first point, and that is, Certainly at this stage, there are not enough cars in the market to cause what we would call queuing. In other words, people are queuing at the charging station because there's no other choice. In other words, you only have two, two sites or two chargers. As that starts to happen, we will then expand on the infrastructure. Not only will we expand on the infrastructure of the existing sites, more and more sites will come up. But what you must also remember is that as we look at the newer vehicles, vehicles entering the market today are sitting with ranges of 600 kilometers on them. So we're going to see vehicles that can that, that don't need to stop it at the stop. As I say, you you will be able to drive 600 and maybe in two years' time, 800 kilometers before you've got to look for a stop. So it's not like you have to stop at every single charging station. But certainly it is something that we're very aware that will happen at some stage. We will start to see two-minute charging stations. And when that happens, we will immediately expand the infrastructure. So now to address the second point is where we're going to get the infrastructure from. And again, very, very valid. Um, you know, in certain sites, the infrastructure would be limited. And the, the obvious way of leveraging that is to do with two main things. First thing is solar. So we'd look very much at renewable energy. Most sites that we install charges at have already got solar to some extent. So these are already sites that are purine and looking at how they can move forward in the right way. So we would look to expanding the solar footprint and certainly look to putting batteries down at those sites that we can then shift the energy so we can when the, when the site is not busy we can charge the battery and when the site is busy we can unload the energy from the battery so the, the strategies are there we've just got to see the volume in the market pick up and as that volume picks up we'll start reacting to that and the trends are definitely uh, showing that more and more people are investing in ev uh, evs or electrical vehicles so thank you so much for that winston yodan who is the md of grid cars